The FT. George Osborne delivered today his first all-conservative budget. It was the first conservative budget in nearly two decades. He promised us lots of surprises, and he didn't disappoint with them. I'm Michael Stott, FT UK news editor. With me to discuss the budget is Janan Ganesh, our political commentator, and Ferdi Guliano, our economics correspondent. Uh, Janan, you first. The Chancellor, um, what sort of political messages is he trying to send out? He's had this great opportunity for the first Conservative budget. How's he used it? He's trying to disrupt fixed perceptions of his own party. People assume it's the party of the rich, and the most dramatic thing he's done in this budget is to institute a national living wage, which will be £9 an hour by 2020, which is even more than Labour and the Scottish National Party wanted by that stage. Ed Miliband had said £8, hadn't he? Precisely. Yeah. By, by <clears throat> I think £8.50 or 40 by 2020. Yeah. And he's outbidding even Ed Miliband, a left-wing leader of a centre-left party. So he's hoping that the shock value of doing that, the Conservatives doing an unconservative thing on wages will overwhelm some of, the, the, some of the harsher stuff he's doing in this budget, namely real terms cuts in tax credits, that is, income supplements, for almost the entirety of this parliament. And he, he hopes voters will notice the living wage bit and maybe not notice the tax credits element to quite the same extent. So a bit of giving with one hand, taking away with the other. Like every budget. Uh, and Ferdy, on the business side... Um, what do you think business is going to make of this budget? So they've got to pay more in wages, but also there's cuts in their taxes on profits as well. Well, I think there is, uh, at the moment, there will be preoccupation that the Chancellor is essentially shifting the cost of low pay uh, from the government uh, to businesses. And that's because the in-work benefits will be frozen, but at the same time, the living wage is going up. That means that it's not the government subsidising workers anymore. It will be business which has to carry really uh, this burden. Now, the question is what he will be doing to uh, employment, which was the big uh, success story of the last government. Now, we know that structural unemployment is predicted to go up as a result of this uh, living wage measure. That's something the uh, OBR has said. It's a small increase, but it's really a big uh, gamble on with the big success story, again, of the, of the Conservative uh, government, the coalition government. Now, in terms of corporation tax, that was certainly a way to uh, please business while at the same time uh, disappointing them. It's, it's an unexpected cut. It would go down to 18%. That's very low. Uh, some, say, some are saying uh, that now Britain is trying to approach uh, getting closer to Ireland, uh, where corporation tax is even lower than that. Uh, now, the question is, how will it go down with European partners? Will uh, uh, Britain be seen as, some, as, as uh, attempting to really uh, steal business away from uh, other countries in Europe. So bold moves on corporation tax. What about the cuts to the public sector, Janan? Because we, we heard a bit about welfare cuts today, but what does today's budget mean for the other government departments? Well, it's quite surprising. Uh, in, in advance of the election, uh, George Osborne was accused of planning a so-called roller coaster. In other words, public spending would fall very steeply, especially departmental spending, and then even off a little bit later on in the parliament. And George Osborne, if you look at the figures, has flattened out that whole mm. profile. So uh, government departments will not be cut to quite the same extent that we were expecting as recently as March in his previous budget this year. And lots more for defence as well. Yeah, he's gonna, he says he's going to meet the 2% of GDP target, which is the um, informal NATO aspiration. Very few people thought that would happen. And it's a way of heading off criticism from not only his own backbenchers and the, the chiefs of staff, 
but uh, quite a big chunk of the, the Labour opposition were uh, getting stuck into him on, on that. Um, so he's, he's been much more generous to, biz, to um, government departments than we thought, and it's partly because he's raising much more in taxation than we thought he would back in March. So it's something of a tax and spend budget. It's a a pretty good Labour budget, yeah, in that sense. Uh, And you have to dig into the figures to realise this is happening because the optics, the things that will get noticed are uh, the squeeze on tax credits, maybe the corporation tax cut, but uh, underneath, in much more disguised ways, he is really raising quite quite a bit of money now. And Ferdy, we heard a lot of very positive economic forecasts today. The chance to talk about Britain being the fastest growing advanced economy in the world. Uh, when you hear projections over five years, you always wonder what could go wrong. What, what are the risks out there to these forecasts? Well, I think there are internal and external risks. The internal risk is about the other important part of uh, the budget, productivity. Now, we hear a lot about that. Uh, a lot of this growth forecast depends on the assumption that productivity will eventually pick up. Productivity has been the really the missing element of the recovery uh, so far, and now the Chancellor will present a plan for productivity. Well, he might, we, we, we hope that he will succeed, because otherwise a lot of these uh, positive growth figures will look over-optimistic. And then, obviously, externally, there are big uh, troubles going on in the world economy out, uh, out there. The first one is what's happening to Greece, but now we're also seeing uh, China as another source of potential turmoil, and finally the U.S. Federal Reserve. Uh, which may increase uh, raise rates uh, just after the summer. Now, what will be the impact for the global economy? What will be the impact for Britain? Well, we shall see. And the last question to you, Janan. What do you think this budget does for George Osborne's political stature and legacy? It makes him the most dramatic figure in the government. Uh, and it, if he succeeds in disrupting that perception of the Conservative Party as the party of the rich, then by implication it disrupts his own perception amongst the public as essentially you know, a rich kid, um, privileged politician who takes money away from the poor. The national living wage really does have the potential, I think, to change how his party is seen and how he is seen. And that puts him at an advantage if in three or four years' time he decides to challenge for the leadership of his own party. So a bold Conservative budget today from George Osborne. Uh, time will tell whether the assumptions he's made today are the right ones. In the meantime, Janan and Ferdy, thank you very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.